Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, agency owner? If you're new here, I've got a free ebook on how to scale your business to multiple six and even seven figures by overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself as the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is DM me the word gift on Facebook at Brent Weaver. That's facebook.com slash Brent Weaver. And I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in business and life. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we're hanging out with Sean Clark. Sean is the co-founder and self-proclaimed nerdy software engineer of High Level. He is on a mission to help every agency in the country be more successful and profitable and even change the way how agencies are operated. His platform, High Level, currently serves over 9,000 agencies who work with over 170,000 small business owners on the High Level platform. Sean, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So, Sean, uh, what was your actually? Before we get into that, um, can you give me a high level of uh, a high level kind of p- painted picture of what High Level is today? What the platform is, who you serve and what your team looks like today? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So it's a, it's a digital agency only platform. So we only sell to marketing agencies and digital agencies. And the platform itself has basically everything a digital agency needs to run its business internally, as well as every tool it needs to run its business to its end customers. So you can think of things like ActiveCampaign or HubSpot or Funnel Builders, Calendly, all of those things. Imagine those all got brought into one platform. That's kind of what high level is. And then it's sold only to agencies as a white label platform. So um, our goal is, is, is to power digital agencies. We don't sell to directly to small businesses because we just aren't in the business of thinking they can do their own marketing. So <laughs> that's kind of what makes this unique. We've got about 120 team members today uh, spread across the globe. And uh, yeah, that's us. I've seen a lot of platforms out there that choose agencies as a partner channel, but then they also sell direct. And I've seen how that can sometimes be really challenging to kind of have these two masters that you're serving. But I think it's also really bold that you've decided to sell directly to agencies and not sell direct to clients. What was the driver for you in that decision to say, look, digital agencies are our, you know, our sales force. They are our channel. It's not a channel. It's the channel. What was kind of the core uh, strategy in in going that direction? Sure. So I had a prior SaaS company to this. I sold to about a thousand small businesses. It was in the accounting accounting section, so it was super boring. But I asked them, you know, hey, listen, what what do you what do all what do all of you folks want now? And they all said the same thing, right? We want more customers. And so I thought, well, I'm a I'm a software engineer. I bet I can base something up to get you more customers. And so uh, my my co-founder and I took a whack at it, and we came up with what we thought was a really great initial platform. We had a thousand small businesses to start with. We started selling those that platform to those businesses. And it was the same thing. They would get on the demo. They would say, wow, this is phenomenal. It's so amazing. Here's our, take our money. And then we thought, oh, this is great. We're off to, we're off to the races. And then two weeks later, they all call back and cancel. And I don't really take these things very well. I tend to take stuff like that very personally. And so I got on the phone with all of them and I said, you know, what the heck is your problem? You said two weeks ago was amazing. I don't get it. And they all said the same thing. They said, oh, it is amazing. We just don't have time to set it up. 
We can't figure it out. Um, and I said, look, you need this technology. They said, we, we agree, but we just can't do it. And I, we were really at a loss at that point. And lucky for me, um, a digital agency called and said, hey, one of those customers you sold to is our customer. And we'd really like to see what your platform is about and that kind of thing. And so we got on the phone with them and they said, wow, this is amazing. Can we buy this for all of our clients too? And you know, I just sort of expected it to go the same way. But sure enough, two weeks later, he was still there. Um, and he was excited and he was continuing to buy it. He said, can I show this to every other agency that I know? Um, and th those people loved it as well. And they bought it. And so it, it very quickly dawned on me that I'd just been missing this all along. Agencies are really the unsung heroes of small business and, and, and medium business and all kinds of business. But they're really the unsung heroes because they're the people that actually do all the marketing. They're the people with the expertise. They're the real engine behind those small business owners. And so once we realized that, it wasn't so much of a business decision as just a, a reality check of, hey, you know, if you really want to help the small business owner, go to the agency and help the agency. Because the small business owner is never going to be in a position to fundamentally harness this technology and combine it with all the expertise that's required to grow the business. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I, I love the strategy. I'm sure our listeners are like, yes, we are the unsung heroes. We need more of that in our lives, right? I totally agree. Yeah, they don't get enough credit. They really don't. Now you are, I mean, there's a lot in the platform. Are you, do you feel like there's, I mean, is that kind of difficult to create this, almost this all-in-one kind of ecosystem? Is there any point where you say, hey, there's some boundaries here that we're trying to play within that we're not going to kind of cross over? How do you decide like what gets put in versus out? Yeah, so it's a balance for sure. So the fir first and foremost, you have to know who we are. So we're a bunch of software engineers. That's what we we know we're good at, but that's also the, where we where we stay. We stay in our lane. So we're not marketers, we're not coaches. That's not our game. Um, our our mission is to power agencies and be the back end, be the engineering force. And then within that, we also choose what we're going to be great at and what we're not going to be great at. So for us, it's how do we help take leads to customers because that's the the biggest challenge agencies start with. And then also how do we enable the agency with the tools they need to operate their agency and the small businesses that they serve need to do a lot of the work that they do. Now, where we stop is we aren't going to be, um, you know, the, the CRM system for the dentist's office where they can, you know, choose which teeth have cavities or, you know, we're, we're not going to be the end-all be-all in project management. You know, there's just, there, we have a box that we play in. Outside of that, we work really hard to create a platform. So we have a big developer API that's open. We allow unlimited customization, including changing the way the app looks and feels internally with the mission of simply staying with our in our box and anything outside of that, trying to enable other people to come in and do their own changes, make their own add-ons, really turn it into something unique and special. So really that function of leads to customers for both the agency and the small business, the right. things that are involved in there, best in class, and then use API to extend this beyond for those more custom needs. Exactly. So like a really simple example, um, there's a guy, well, cool example, but there's a guy in the car, the automotive niche, and he has an add-on that allows you to um, look at inventory on the lot and run a credit check and like a run a credit app on somebody coming in. No, no, all of that is baked beautifully into the system. And if you use his white label version of high level, you get all of that, but we didn't write any of that code and we have no ownership over it and you'd only get it from him. So he's really, truly a good example of what an extension to our system looks like. So he, he really builds on top of it as a platform. That's cool. So, so you're able to then extend it and you're able to kind of even make that information visible within the high level platform? Oh, absolutely. I mean, 
you know, agency owners are really smart people. And, you know, for the record, every great idea we've ever gotten, we, we, we spilled from our customers and we're very open about it. Um, and that's how we, that's how we play the game. And then, you know, there are different types of agency owners, you know, there are agency owners that just dream of being agency owners, but there are lots of people who have always dreamed of um, adding software to the, to the stack as well. And you'll meet people who spent hundreds of thousands of dollars burning it up as well. And the problem is because it's a really heavy lift. Um, I've been a software engineer my whole life. It's what I'm really good at, but as a platform, if we can, if you can take your specialized piece, like the automotive guy, I don't know anything about that, but I love that we were able to give him the capacity to come in and actually add that in because it's unique to him. And now as an agency, he gets to serve automotive people and kind of be a, and he's a software company at the same time. Hey, what's up agency owners, Brent here. And I'm going to rant for a quick second about Google analytics. I don't know about you all, but I find that platform so difficult sometimes I was in a meeting with a client and they asked some basic questions about their website and funnel performance. And we hadn't set up all of their goals just perfectly to answer every possible question. And we weren't able to give them that answer. And I really felt like we were flat footed. Like we had all this data, but we didn't actually have the insights that we need. A friend of mine sent me a link to a new tool called Oribi. And I have to say, I've been blown away at this new analytics platform how intuitive it is, the fact that you don't have to have a developer to set things up, the fact that data is retroactive and you can ask questions of the platform that you didn't set up ahead of time, which makes you look like a rock star with your clients because your clients are gonna ask 10 questions and then when you give them those answers, they're gonna ask 10 more questions. So you wanna be able to show your clients cool results, but you also wanna show your clients really succinct insights when it comes to their marketing performance, their website performance, their campaigns, their traffic spends, all of that kind of stuff. So look, if you're interested to learn more, I definitely recommend checking out Oribi. Go to oribi.io, that's O-R-I-B-I.io. And because you're all amazing listeners of the Digital Agency Show, they're hooking us up 20% off your first three months. If you go to oribi.io slash yougurus or use the code yougurus on their website. So check them out, oribi.io. Let's get back to our program. Sean, what... I always find it fascinating to speak with people that are on the platform side of our industry because you've got over 9,000 agencies, 170,000 small businesses. You've got access to data and trends, and you can kind of see generally what's happening within a lot of businesses. I mean, I'm sure you're not just like up at night going through individual companies' platforms or whatever, but like this last year has been kind of crazy. I mean, the you know the, this idea of like a new economy has been kind of thrown around a bunch. And, you know, in terms of like, how are agencies around leads and sales and customers? I mean, what has the last year, like, have you guys had any insights from what you've seen at a, at a trend level within the accounts? Yeah, absolutely. I would say COVID was on balance terrible. And I, you know, I've never wished it on anybody. But one thing it has done is actually accelerate the growth of digital marketing agencies. If you go out on Google Trends right now and you search digital marketing agency and you scroll back to the time when Google first started looking at that data, it's actually never been searched more than... And I think it's because COVID created a very crystal clear message. If you're a small business, you're either going to go digital or your business is going to be dead. And small businesses have run out in mass trying to solve for this issue. And I think many of them have run into the complexities of it. And now they're reaching out and trying to find digital agency owners. So honestly... Um, well, I think that lots of agencies, especially initially in the shutdowns, got munched at, at like if you serve, well, I mean, it's the general statement. If you search chiropractors or gyms or something, I, I definitely know a lot of people who lost a lot of their business. Although ironically, I also know people who 
doubled or tripled their business in those same verticals at the same time. But all that to say now, I would say it's off to the races. And I think it will it will be this this year especially will be unlike any year for digital agencies today. Yeah, I think that's a great message for our listeners. I mean, at this point, if you've if you have been working with a market that's been heavily hit and you either haven't helped them to innovate in the last year and stay relevant or you haven't pivoted out, I mean, at some point you have to be, you know, maybe take responsibility for that. But then the growth is, I mean, we have seen a lot of that, that people are having some of their best years or best quarters. And it's not everybody, but we are seeing people have a lot easier time selling the value of digital. I remember when I first started, like, Sell, convincing somebody that a website was a good thing for their business was a really hard thing. And and oh, something course, tells me, yeah. you know, today that conversation is maybe a lot easier than it was 12 months yeah, ago. Yeah, that, that ship has definitely sailed. In fact, if anything, I think we're going to start um, seeing the other side of it, which is, you know, for us, you know, we work very heavily with Google. We're, we're not special by any means, but we're, we have, uh, we're on the beta of Google My Business Messaging, um, which for those of you who haven't seen it, you can now start to message businesses directly through Google. And um, it's very very clear to us that Google is now trying to sort of be like Hotel California. It's like, you, you know, you check in, but you never leave. So their their goal is to bring you to Google. You know, it used to be you'd go to Google, you'd find the results and you'd leave, right? You'd go to a website or something. But their goal this year is to bring messaging out to the desktop, to bring booking out to the desktop, to bring payments out to the desktop. And their idea is you come, you search, and then you stay. And so I think we're actually going to see a situation where they're going to try to push back on even the importance of the website to try to bring more and more volume and to, to sort of stay in their search engine so they can monetize. I mean, that's what, uh, whether it's, you know, Facebook or Instagram, I mean, they all make it kind of hard to leave. And even, even when you do sort of leave, you click on like an article. I mean, it's now you view it in Facebook. You're not necessarily leaving the app or going away. I mean, you have to take certain actions to then open up the browser and kind yeah, of right. leave. You really have to try it. Leave. <laughs> Do you think that's, I mean, I know why it's good for them. Do you think that kind of thing is good for like, how does a digital marketer with all of these different systems and these big players like Google and Facebook? I mean, I don't see this stuff getting any simpler, but no, no not at all. They won't. Is there mindsets that we should be thinking about in terms of marketing for a small business, for a medium business, over the next 12 months that you're seeing the trends are kind of moving towards? I mean, this Google My Business example with the messaging platform is a great example. What other things should we be thinking about as agency owners to serve our clients better? Well, I think that it's, I think the fundamental mind shift that I would encourage agencies to start thinking about is being a marketing agency used to mean being a services company. But I think that if you look out into the broader world, it's about being more than a services company. It's also about being a technology company and I believe a software company as well. I think the agency of the future arrives at, at the client's front door and says, hey, listen, I've got all of the expertise and know-how to apply a skill here, a service, but I've also got all of the technology that you're going to use in addition to that to power all of these things. If you look at, uh, there's, a, there's a great diagram out there um, it's called the MarTech diagram. And it's uh, basically a, a cataloging of every software platform that, that is in the marketing and sales space out there. And this guy's been cataloging it for years. And it's now at 8,000 uh, software applications and counting. That was, by the way, that's a year old now. So there's more than that now. And the reality is this is a great thing for digital agencies because what we've seen as a trend is um, instead of you fighting against software companies, you need to become a software company. You need to deliver these types of op options to your customer. And because there's 8,000 out there to choose from, it makes it a lot easier. 
because the confusion on behalf of the small business owner who's trying desperately to get back to operating their business because that's what they do so well, it, it, it's at an all-time high. And if you're the trusted expert who can come in and deliver that entire package, you're going to be the person that they keep longer. It creates more value for you. Um, if you use something like high level that allows you to bring all that technology into that small business white label, you can also create a revenue stream around it that's incredibly durable and gives you a price point you didn't have five minutes ago. And I, I think it's just a killer combination. So I think that's the mindset shift that I would tell most agencies they need to start thinking about. And I want to talk a little bit more about that because when I think of like a software company like high level, you've got really specialized software engineers and you've got, I'm sure, quality control people, testers, server people, sysadmin, you know, people that are going to optimize. You've got senior engineers, engineers, junior. I mean, you've got this whole ecosystem with your 120 people and you're building this really complicated software platform. And to play devil's advocate a little bit, I've seen a lot of agencies who try to get into the software game because they have, they're like, oh, I got this cool thing that like I want to build for me and then, or I want to build it for my clients. And so they go from that services structure of having account manager, project manager, maybe a couple of doers that are going to work on that account and they start to build their own stuff. And it either never really gets any steam or they end up bankrupting the business because they took their eye off the ball. I agree. I've I've met many of those people. Yeah. So I mean, you you know this story and then I'm hearing you saying like, hey, agencies should also be software companies. So are you saying that in terms of more of like a value added reseller of like, find your platform, find your high level, whether it's high level or another and have that kind of underlying software subscription that you're relying on a partner to do? Or are you actually saying you should be thinking about your own company and building your own software stack. No, absolutely not. Do not build your own software. Stay in your lane. So I'm a better software engineer than you'll ever be. And you're a better marketer than you'll ever be. So why don't we just recognize that partner together and go rule the world? If you look at the the problem today is in the SMB software space, what, what is the model, right? So there's some nerdy guy like me who goes out and writes a software platform. And in order to get distribution... Um, ultimately has to go and raise venture capital or private equity. And then and then I become addicted to that money. And now I don't really care about my customers anymore. I need to care about my next round of funding. And all of that is it, it sets the stage for every software company you can think of, right? From Active Campaign to HubSpot. Go look at Crunchbase. You can see the hundreds of millions these people all raised, or if they've IPO'd subsequently, how much money they've raised from public markets. Those are really the masters that are in control of those companies. Our goal is to do something different here. Our goal is to empower agencies, and we're going to provide the software. We're going to provide all the, the tech. And, but the difference for us is we're going to allow you to bring it out under your own brand, to add on where it makes sense. So for some agencies, it's just pure IP. Lots of agencies, their skills and expertise, right? You know how to bring in leads. You know how to convert those leads. You know the right places to run ads. You know how to talk to people, the right copy. There's all of this stuff that has value. And with high level, you can bake it in. We call them snapshots, but basically they're pre-canned assets that only exist in your version of high level. And so as a result, when you bring it out to market, you, you, you can now sell it as your own and it truly is unique, even if you didn't write a scrap of code. And we talked earlier how high level is very customizable. You can add custom code, but that's not my vision for most people. My vision for most people is you walk in and you have this entire solution set already pre-canned. And it's the same type of stuff that today they would probably buy from a third party. And the third parties, the way they operate, again, is they're VC-backed. So 
I, I like to use the podium example. I love podium. There, there are over a hundred million in revenue, 15,000 single location businesses, $400 a month, 2% churn rates. They never lose a customer. The problem is they had to raise $200 million to hire tons of sales guys who are beating down the door of every small business in the country. And what do they sell? Two-way text messaging, web chat, Google My Business messaging, and reputation management. Why is that not the product that an agency can sell on a monthly basis themselves to their clients to A, be a foot in the door, to B, to B be an additional source of revenue? And then when the business is ready, the agency can then take it to the next level, right? They can run ads, they can create websites, they can do SEO campaigns. Versus the software companies, they're done. That's it. They tap out. They can't help you, Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Small Business. So that's my vision for the agency. I want to give them both of those tools to play with them. Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to tell you about one of my favorite white label partners, E2M. They can help with all your website design, web development, SEO, and content needs for your client projects. This includes WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, BigCommerce, Webflow, Duda, SiteGlide, custom PHP applications, and much more. Have peace of mind when it comes to your outsourcing needs. Let E2M become an extension of your team so you can grow and scale how you want. Check them out today at e2msolutions.com. That's E, the number two, M, solutions.com. All right, back to our show. So curious, uh, you mentioned a couple examples that took venture funding. I may be getting the impression that you guys either haven't or that's not one of your chief drivers for growth. How have you? We have not. We have not taken a dime of anybody else's money. That's a good position to be in. I mean, I guess depending on what your perspective is, but in terms of the the vision and mission that you're stating, which is like agencies are our keys to market. Uh, I had a, I've got a history with uh, Adobe and the Business Catalyst platform, and it was like this amazing tool that they built to you know go through agencies. Adobe bought it, said, oh, no, let's go direct to customers. They imploded the whole thing. It's end of lifing officially in six months. Like it's it's the game is officially over. It's been a long time coming. Right. It's like watching this like slow moving you know, <laughs> train, train crash. Wreck. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. just like it's been going on for now for five years. Right. Um, but it's officially right. ending in six months. But it, it was a really interesting experience for me because like. They didn't necessarily, I mean, it was a ver- kind of a version of venture capital, right? They sold out to a big player. The big player sure. came in and the first thing that they scrapped was, I mean, they they said that they weren't scrapping the partner program, but they opened it up for direct sales. And it was like immediately, you know, people were like, well, wait a minute. I thought I was a, I thought this was exclusive or wait, so people can go and they can buy this direct for less money or, you know, and then they're like, oh no, you just need to, you need to, you know, put your, you put more weight on your position yeah, right. and the value, value on top or whatever. There. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think, I mean, are you, are you tempted to take investment? I mean, are you, or are you guys just like, Hey, this is our, this is Not part really. of our core values. No, no. I mean, I, I, this is how I think about it. it. It's super simple. If, if at the end of the day, we are able to capture and part and, and the word capture is actually wrong partner with every agency out there, and do what I want to do, which is per, is to give them all a really good additional source of recurring revenue through what, what I think is a SaaS play and a software play, at, which I think is very doable. And at the same time, um, allow them to do all of the things they were already doing for their customers. And if at the end of the day, you said, look, you know, Sean, you could be 10x bigger than that if you would just sell direct. I'm still going to say no thanks to that because... It, there's such a great scenario here where we can help small businesses thrive and succeed. And you have to realize if you don't raise money, there's a big tax there. So 
if you're in the software world like me, I've been in the SaaS world my whole life. I love software, but I've watched it go from this really cool purist pursuit of where, you know, it's about creating value. It's about delivering a great product to it's about having a lot of money so you can buy a lot of ads and pay a lot of salespeople so you can get distribution. And what we're trying to do is democratize that distribution. You know, I think about it like large software companies see agencies as a sales channel, aka just a place that pulls from customers. And it's because they're trying to build an empire. And, you know, we're trying to arm the rebels. And there's a difference in our philosophy right there. That's cool. Well, I love that philosophy, Sean. I think from my perspective of being very much on the inside of the Adobe and BC thing, man, it was it was like it was harsh, right? It was definitely we had a whole business built around uh, serving sure. the agencies that use BC. And when they went direct to customer and then they started to kind of more than anything, it actually I think it just kind of diluted the value prop. And then it was like trying to serve multiple masters and you then it just started work. like falling apart, right? Oh gosh, yeah, I totally get it. I mean, I think it's an impossibility. I really do. I think it's either you create tools for professionals and recognize them as such, and you just stop right there. And 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 recognizing that, look, there may be some economic, some theoretical economic limits to that, right? You may, you may, you may be able to say, you know, oh well, if you would just go out to the larger, broader world, you can make more money. But you know, um, I, I'm a big fan of Warren Buffett, and you know, he always says, look, you know, if you're already rich, marrying for money is crazy. Um, and, and while I'm not I'm not rich myself, um, I would say that there's way way there's well enough money to make lots of people happy, both on our side, by the way, and on the agency side. And if you think about it, what you're doing is you're removing this massive tax. You're removing the the advertising tax and the salesperson tax and the VC tax, and you're taking all that money back, and you're actually able to then share it with the partner. You're able to share that with the agency, and it's a game changer. And if we can and if we can continue to prove that it works, and we've proven it so far um, fairly well, I think. Um, I think this could be a model for distribution for many future software products. And if you think about it, at the end of the day, the most important thing is I don't get up every day and think, oh, I wonder where I'm going to get my next round of funding. I think, what does my customer want? How can I help my customer? Because if I do, I'll grow, right? You have to realize anybody who takes a dime of funding, they don't make money. They're not making money. That means that if they don't get that next round, they're gone. Lights out, folks. So as a result, who do you think they're going to, you know, who are you really going to go with? Who are they going to agree with? Who are they going to focus on? Certainly not you, because you're not giving them enough to keep the lights on. They need to get that next round of funding. Yeah. Well, that's a fascinating. I, I love your perspective on this. I know you're doing great things with high level. Uh, we do have one question from our Profitable Digital Agencies Facebook group. So if you're all listening oh. to this on our podcast <laughs> channel. That's awesome. Uh, I made it to one question. I like <laughs> it. <laughs> that's good. It's good. But if you guys are listening <laughs> to this on our podcast, uh, go over to Facebook. If you're not part of our uh, free Facebook group called Profitable Digital Agencies. Make sure you check that out. Uh, we'll link to it in our show notes from today. But if you want to ask questions when we do these interviews live, then go ahead and head on over there. One of our questions from an audience member today was, do you offer customization options for additional fees? As in the auto guy, let's say he doesn't have, if an agency doesn't have a software team, are yep. you able to build those customizations for them or do they need to hire an outside company to do that? So, so they will have to hire somebody else. Um, but the great thing is we have 11,000 people on our Facebook group. We have an amazing thriving community. And so the, the reality, and, and actually this goes back to the expertise as well. So even if we could build things, um, would we be the best at them? And the answer is no, because a lot of the customizations that we see are really honestly one part software engineering, but also one part I've been doing this for 30 years, right? And it's that part that I don't have 
in every vertical that makes it special. So yep. look, the reality is you can probably find somebody who either has already built it for the record or um, it has it off the shelf and is willing to, to, to sell it to you for some price or somebody who knows a lot about it and who would be a better person to pair with than me anyways. Awesome. And I think that makes a lot of sense. That auto example is a perfect one. I mean, obviously they have the experience in the auto industry. Yeah, I mean, he started or, as some sales guy in a car lot someplace 30 yeah. years ago. And he's, I mean, he's been in the car industry the whole time. Like, you don't want me building anything for the car industry. <laughs> don't talk to that guy. He's much smarter than me. For sure. All right, Sean, are you ready for our lightning round? All right. I don't even know what that is, but I'm excited. I'm scared too, but I'll do it. <laughs> what is the best advice you've ever received? Uh, well, Warren Buffett always likes to say, you never know who's swimming naked until the tide goes out. I, I like that advice. We probably saw a lot of people swimming naked this last year, right? It was. Uh... That's right. Exactly. That's the, that's precisely the point. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? My, 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 my inability to quit. Can you share an internet resource tool or app that you use regularly besides your own that you think our listeners would find valuable? Uh, yeah, so I'm a SaaS business guy. So I'm a big fan of like Crunchbase is probably really, I, I, I'd highly recommend it. You can see how much money people have raised or not raised. And I think it should tell you a lot about the people you're using as a partner. And what book would you recommend and why? I would say probably How to Win Friends and Influence People, because I think it's a good, it, it talks a lot about about psychology and um, and how to and how to help people. And, um, and I think it's, I think it's good general advice in life. Nice. Well, we will link out to one of my favorite books, How to Win Friends and Influence People. We will also link out to Crunchbase and any other resources or takeaways that were mentioned in today's episode over on our show notes page. That's yougurus.com forward slash podcast. If you're listening to this week of, you'll see Sean's image up there right at the top. Click on that and you'll see all those collected for you in one place. Sean, how can our folks learn more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Uh, yeah, definitely check out gohighlevel.com. And if you are, um, if that's not enough for you, um, head over to YouTube and check out uh, our YouTube channel, High Level All One Word. Um, lots and lots and lots of good content there. Awesome. Well, we will link out to gohighlevel.com. We'll link out to your YouTube channel. I think I was maybe on an interview with Chase, maybe when you all first started doing your, your agency okay. influencer series. So we'll come back and do it again. We'll link out to that as well. I know I was jamming with Chase. You guys are doing great things over there. Uh, I only hear great things about high level and the stuff that you're doing in our market. I love that you're focused on agencies, the unsung heroes. So we'll make sure that we put those links into our show notes page. So if you're on the road or on a run or like me on your bike, then uh, go check that out at yougurus.com slash podcast. And all those links will be there for you. And we'll also see if we can find some uh some of your social links. So if people want to find out more about you personally or, or you know, personal in the professional space, uh, we'll try to organize that stuff for our listeners as well over at those show notes page. Sean, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Thanks for having me. It was great to be here. And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want that free ebook on how to scale the multiple six and seven figures, all you got to do is DM me on Facebook the word gift at Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver.